so many different ideas about good health, how do you separate the myths from the facts? Welcome to Healthy View Radio with your trio of co-hosts, Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus. Today, you'll learn what it takes to be healthy and happy within a stressful world from three experts walking their talk. Here is Lisa, Andrea, and Michelle. Hello, all of you amazing people. Welcome to Healthy View Radio. This is the place to be every Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern to get educated, entertained, and enlightened about health and wellness from your three most favorite hosts, me, Andrea Beeman, the lovely Lisa Lutan, and our snarky whippersnapper, Michelle Fenninghaus. <laughs> so, yes, those are my girls right there. So before we get started talking about the hot topic of autoimmunity, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Mountain Rose Herbs. For those of you that do not know about Mountain Rose Herbs, they are a company that grows, processes, and distributes organic herbs, spices, teas, and other sustainably grown and harvested ingredients. This whole summer, I've been loving their herb and spice blends in my cooking. And over the weekend, I made some popcorn. And sometimes I like my popcorn a little bit spicy, so my choices were uh, either this mesquite seasoning or the Cajun seasoning, and uh, I went smoky. I went mesquite, (laughs) and it it was totally delish. Uh, So do you ladies uh, do anything with your popcorn, and do you eat popcorn? Oh, that's a fun question. Yes, it is. Well, Lisa, (laughs) I think you should use that new everything bagel seasoning on some popcorn. (laughs) I saw you pick that up. I'm going to use it on everything. I'm not a big popcorn eater, but that's because I have SIBO and it's not a great food for SIBO. Otherwise, I love popcorn. <laughs> I actually tried that stuff on uh, on some popcorn that I popped myself, but it all just fell off. It didn't stick to the popcorn. Oh, that is sad. Yeah, yeah. So like there's a trick, right? So you, you pop your popcorn in your coconut oil, or your butter, whatever you're doing. Yep. And then as soon as you open the little thing, that's when you put it on so that it's still kind of moist. Don't put it into like a thing and then fluff it up. As soon as you open up the top, you just put it right in. Totally. Oh, that makes sense. pop with like the foil thing that would like grow really big. That was (laughs) fun. My favorite thing as a kid. (laughs) Oh, that's what happened. That's how you got the SIBO. Yeah, oh my probably. gosh. <laughs> you guys, last week, remember how I was on vacation and we rented this house and we got there. It was an Airbnb. So they left us a bottle of wine and they left us like, you know, some fruit, whatever. And they left some things of microwave popcorn. And my kids were literally like, what's this? <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a microwave. So <laughs> they had no idea. And I was kind of like, oh, I, well, I think you need to know what this is. So we're going to pop some. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, we eat popcorn all the time. Yeah, popcorn is great. And I had, um, I got a funny popcorn story um, on my Ask Andrea, which I, I do uh, well, like once a month. Last week, someone wrote in and asked me if eating popcorn four times per week is okay with an autoimmune thyroid condition. So what do you think I said? Well, I can think of worse things <laughs> that you can eat four times a week. So there's that approach. I, I guess it depends uh, what her baseline is, her diet, right? For some people, I would say, yeah, awesome. Do that <laughs> instead of that other stuff. But uh, corn is, you know, taken out of the diet for the paleo autoimmune protocol. So I guess that would be a reason to take it out. What do you think? I think that you're bringing it up for a reason. 
So I'm suspicious. <laughs> so I want to know the answer. Okay. So an autoimmune condition, um, you have to think about the body, like the body's under attack internally. So there's lots of inflammation. There's always little explosions happening with an autoimmune condition, right? So energetically, and this is something I learned a long, long time ago. Energetically, the energy of popcorn is an explosion, literally. Mm. So, yes. So, energetically, you're taking in this highly explosive and heating food because corn is heating. It's warming. Right? Popcorn. Fresh corn is cooling. But mm-hmm. popcorn, with the oil and with the fire and the way that it explodes, is actually warming and heating. So, for someone with an autoimmune condition, popcorn four times per week? I'm going to say no. <laughs> you know, I said, I said maybe one time per week, have the fresh corn instead, uh, you know, because with autoimmunity, like we, we have a guest today, Amy Raup, you'll talk about her later, uh, we'll bring her on. Um, you know, with autoimmunity, you got to be conscious of what's going into the digestive system. You got to be conscious of stress, right? So what if somebody's in, in a high stress mode and they're just gobbling down popcorn? Not good. Like plus like equals imbalance. Yeah. And, you know, like people, like when they go to the movies and they eat the popcorn, granted, that popcorn is crap sandwich mostly at most movie theaters. And uh, it, it's not even made with real butter. I know that Michelle doesn't know this, but Lisa, you may know that popcorn used to be made with real butter in the 70s. Wow. <laughs> real butter? Wow. But then they would have had to refrigerate it and pay yeah. more than half a cent for it. Yeah. Fucking. That's amazing. It was real butter. And then it was, you know, changed into this liquid thing that nobody knows exactly what it is, right? It's a mystery food, a food-like substance, I call that. <laughs> and something else that my boys recently asked me about, mommy, what's this? That butter pump on the side. And I'm like, it's not food, honey. A butter pump. Was it, I can't believe it's not butter. It was the fake movie. The fake movie uh, butter. Oh, yeah. You could yeah. pump it yourself yeah. in a lot of the movie theaters. And I see people pumping and pumping. I'm like, dude, <laughs> just pump it right into your car engine. Cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably petroleum based, right? Well, I'm Popcorn at home. This is really just turning into the popcorn episode, but I love it. Um, I use a combination of coconut oil and butter to pop the popcorn. And I find that that gives it the closest taste along with some salt to what you would get at the movie theater. That combo. You guys are making me crave popcorn. It sounds so good. (laughs) Yum, yum, yum. Yeah, I love popcorn. But one of the problems with popcorn is you can just shovel it in and forget to chew it. And it's so light and fluffy, mostly, that you handful after handful after handful. And then somebody's like, oh, I got a stomachache. I don't feel good. Right? Yeah. Um, and another thing that happens at the movies, right, when people come home with a bellyache, is let's say you're watching a horror film. What happens to the stress levels in the body? Yeah, or even an action flick. Mm-hmm. Right, you're not digesting. You're not digesting. So you're sitting in the movie theater. You're unconsciously shoveling food into your face, right? Whatever it is, you know, movie theater food is, we know it's all pretty darn crappy. (laughs) You're not digesting it. You leave the movie theater. You got the biggest bellyache. You can't sleep that night, right? So 
I mean, I sneak my own popcorn into the movies. That's what I do too. They don't check your bags. We wrap it up in little paper bags. Each of the kids gets one and, and I put them in a backpack and we bring it in. Contraband. Yes. I used to contraband. sneak the candy in too. I used to take those little mini ones from Halloween and give them a couple instead of them wanting to buy like the giant ones in the movies, like when they were little. Yeah. And those things are so expensive in the movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? You go to a movie with a couple of kids uh, $200 later. What is that? Oh, it's crazy. Please. It's like the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is like, what? $6 for a bottle of water? Are you kidding me? Crazy. Which is like the only thing I buy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So while we're on the topic of autoimmunity, because we can't make this a popcorn episode, although that would be fun, right? How many ways that you can have popcorn? Oh, I have a whole book of popcorn <laughs> recipes. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think you should post it in the group so we can all see it. I will. Yeah, it's a fun food. It's a fun food. But let's talk autoimmunity because we got a gal coming on who's going to talk about it. And it's a very, very hot topic because so many people are popping up with autoimmune conditions. And we just talked about this a couple of weeks ago, right? And I see it and I know that you girls see it in your practice. So when somebody comes to you with an autoimmune condition, what's one of the first things that you do? Well, again, yeah, food, right? Start, start with the obvious stuff. Go ahead, Lisa. No, I was just going to say food. You know, it's always just an easy thing to start with because if you take out, you know, high inflammatory foods, people start feeling better from just about everything, you know, depending on what their issues are. So that's like a no-brainer. Yeah, I have a client right now who has many autoimmune conditions. They do tend to be clustered, right? So um, we started with the obvious stuff with the food. And um, she's having amazing results just with that alone. But I know that the next step is really to heal her gut, which is the cause. We were talking about root causes before we got on this live broadcast. But the root cause of the inflammation that's going on in her body and why her body's attacking itself. So we have a lot of work to do there. Yeah. And also I'm, you know, I'm personally under the belief system that the body doesn't attack itself for no reason. So a virus, a bacteria, something that's overgrown or out of control internally or a mind or a thought, right? Totally. I, I think that the human body is brilliantly designed, perfect exactly as it is. And if it's attacking itself, there's something going on. And I think that a lot of doctors miss that. You know, I don't know if you guys caught it. There was an article in the New York Times yesterday. It was called Worshipping the False Idols of Wellness. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And it got me pretty angry, to be honest. I mean, they did talk about charlatans out there selling this and that, which for sure we've got to be careful about. But this whole area that wellness is just undocumented and you know, you shouldn't believe it. You should only believe the doctors pretty much. It got me so enraged that, and I got in a big argument with my husband about it this morning. So I really think this whole issue of wellness versus sickness mm. and looking for underlying causes rather than just treatments is such a huge topic and conversation that we all need to have. Yeah. Did you tell your husband to watch last week's episode or the episode where we had them? Um, <laughs> Uh, the doctor and the nurse on who would like no yeah, longer convention. I know. I believe me, I told him all about that. And it's just, it's frustrating because when some people just go, show me the science, show me the science. And I get that. I want to see the science too. But you also have to say that, 
you know, thank God there are people in wellness that are doing this work and that are looking for underlying causes because prescriptions and medicines are just not the way of our future. We're just getting sicker and sicker. We need to look more at that. Well, I was just looking at the stats. I know that autoimmune conditions are on the rise, but the actual you know, percentages are showing 20% of the population and of that 20%, 75% women. So I think that's ridiculous that one in five people in a room have an autoimmune condition and they're under the impression that it is, it is a life sentence, that ah, it's genetic or ah, this is just my lot in life. There's nothing I can do. And that's what they have to go on. And I think we're, we're really failing. We're failing in the sense of this many people are sick and we're failing in how we are dealing with the sickness. Yeah, I Ooh. agree with that. Yeah. And, and Lisa, to your question about the science, the science, the science, I think that that is a belief system. And um, it's a belief system that has been indoctrinated into the culture, into society, into the industry, into uh, our world for the past 200 years. And um, I also, and I know that my husband says, don't say that. I'm like, I that all of the diseases that we have today, or maybe not all of them, but the m- large majority are just made up names to sell medication when it's something that's out of balance, right? Whether it's the physical, the emotional, the spiritual is out of balance. You find out what the imbalance is. You put them back in balance. Body comes back online. Uh, So I think that the majority of the diseases that we have, oh, this one and that one and take this medication for that. And this, it's just to sell drugs. Yeah. Wow. That's big. Yeah. So it's no different than this, what this article is saying on the other side. You know, it's just everyone's trying to sell something and whatever. It, it's just a very, very confusing thing. So if you listeners out there are confused, don't be surprised. It is confusing. <laughs> yeah, it is confusing. And I'm also not an anti-modern medicine person, meaning um, if I break an ankle, going to the hospital, not going to the health food store. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to the farmer's market, <laughs> right? right? If I have bleeding out of my, you know, some orifice that's not supposed to be there, right? I'm going to the, to the doctor, to the hospital. So I think that, um, that there has been a brainwashing that has happened uh, to the masses. And again, a belief system has been indoctrinated into the masses and into society that it is so, it's like a brick wall trying to talk to people. And like what Michelle said and what you said, oh, you shift the diet a little bit or you shift the, and what happens? This symptom starts to go away. That symptom starts to go away. It's exactly what the doctor and the nurse were talking about on our show a couple of weeks ago. Last week. Yeah. I think that, and I I have to, you know, someone can correct me here, but I feel like the start of that idea of there's a sickness, we don't know what to do about it, but there's a pill to fix it. And that correlation may have really taken hold with the uh, introduction of, penicillin because Mm -hmm. at that point there were people dying 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 we had nothing we could do for them and then penicillin boom the magic pill so then it just started to make sense like oh there's an ill so we should have a pill and that that takes care of it Um, but antibiotics are kind of in a different category from other types of uh, you know problems that we solve with pills we try to solve with pills 
would you say? And, some, and, there, and I'm grateful that there are many of the pills out there that there are. But what's so sad is that many doctors, not all doctors, will prescribe the pill without ever getting to the root cause. And that's what makes me crazy. There is no focus on why is this happening? Let's just hide it. And let's let it keep going in your body. And it's honestly, it gets me just so furious. Yeah. Well, Lisa, you're correct. It's they haven't been taught. Right. So they're in a system in the medical system. Many of the medical schools, if not all of them, are funded by big pharma. Right. So that's something to consider that it's not, you know, they're coming out with already a bias. Right. In that direction, a pill for an ill, like what Michelle said. Um, so, you know, I'm glad that that article made you furious. Send us the article. I want to see the article. I'll post the article in the Healthy View Radio page on Facebook. Okay, great. So today we're talking autoimmune. And to help us understand how to heal autoimmune conditions, we have with us Amy Raup. She is a women's health and wellness expert whose mission is to educate and inspire women, improve their vitality, and guide them to reconnect to their optimal health. She's the author of three books, Chill Out and Get Healthy, Yes, You Can Get Pregnant, and Body Belief. Amy is a licensed acupuncturist and herbalist in private practice in New York. She holds a master's science in traditional oriental medicine from the Pacific College of Oriental Medicine and a bachelor's in, from Rutgers University. She's also the founder of the Amy Raup Beauty line of handcrafted organic skin care products. You got to send us some, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> skincare products. Uh, as a neurobiology research scientist in her 20s, Amy began experiencing personal health issues. Frustrated by Western medicine's inability to provide answers and unable to find relief, Amy sought solutions from Eastern medicine. She began acupuncture treatment and discovered how a mind-body nutrition approach was key to overcoming her illness and maintaining good long-term health. Inspired by her personal experience, Amy has dedicated her life to the service of helping women renew hope and reawaken their healthiest life through the teachings of traditional oriental medicine. Amy has also appeared on ABC's television's The View and has been featured in Glamour, Allure, Goop, Shape, Red Book, as well as received endorsements from Deepak Chopra, Ariana Huffington, and Dr. Christian Northrup for her work in helping thousands of women heal their bodies and reawaken their wellness. Amy is a frequent columnist. Um, she does a lot, and I'm happy to have her here. So don't go away. We'll be right back after the break with Amy Rout. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighouse, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio, where today we are sharing views on why autoimmunity is not a life sentence and how you can go about healing. And right now, I would like to introduce you to our special guest, Amy Ralph. Amy is a renowned women's health and wellness expert and author of several books, including Body Belief, How to Heal Autoimmunity, Radically Shift Your Health, and Love Your Body More. Welcome to the show, Amy. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, yay. I'm so glad you're here. I'm sorry we couldn't get your video working. That's okay. I, there, anyway, the schedule in my life has shifted, and I had to do this from car. We're on our way to vacation. So here we are, and I'm doing my best. So hopefully you guys can hear me, and sorry I couldn't connect on Zoom. Yeah, you sound great. You sound awesome, and we're glad you're here. And we'd like our audience to get to know you a little bit better. We know you're in the car, but I have a question for you about what you did (laughs) earlier today. I'm not driving, so don't worry, but my (laughs) two-year-old's going to be in the car. You might hear him chime in. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We would love to know, what did you have for breakfast today? I had bone broth egg drop soup. So I did bone broth, I whisked an egg, and added a heap of spinach and some ghee with sea salt and pepper. And then I also had a matcha latte that I made with coconut milk and some collagen peptides and some coconut oil. Right. I want to have breakfast at her house. Me too. (laughs) 
Yeah, take note, everybody else who answers with, uh, what does everybody say they had for breakfast? A smoothie. A smoothie. <laughs> take I have note a smoothie for, for lunch. That's, that, I'm traveling with that in the car. That's my smoothie is for lunch. <laughs> all right, all right. Thank goodness we got the smoothie in there. All right, so the next question, Amy, is what is your biggest guilty pleasure? Oh, right now it's really my matcha lattes. I'm addicted. Um, that and Instagram, I think. I don't know if that counts as a food, um, <laughs> but it's a guilty pleasure for certain. It's a guilty pleasure. I, That's I true. I suppose if I were to talk about a guilty pleasure for food, maybe it's dark chocolate, but I don't really do that much of it, to be honest. So probably the matcha lattes. And the Instagram. Oh, everybody should go follow Amy on Instagram. I saw lots of pictures of you on there looking very serene. Oh, my thank you. <laughs> All right, Amy, one now more question. Now you hear my three-year-old in the back, right? Well, he's about to be three. I don't. I don't. You're doing great. Don't worry about okay, it. We're, we're hearing good. you just fine. And one more personal question to ask you, and we'd like to know what's the one thing that you do every day that has the greatest impact on your health? Um, probably journaling and or meditation. We love it. Okay, so Amy, we know you have a long bio. Andrea was reading the whole thing before we uh, we got cut off by our break. It was so many things that you do and so many things that you've done. But can you tell us how did you get involved with acupuncture and herbalism and women's health in the first place? I became an acupuncturist after um, studying traditional Western. I was out at UCSD, and my plans were to become a medical doctor, and I was doing research and became a bit frustrated at the, you know, microscopic view of health rather than the, you know, holistic view and was introduced to a book called The Web That Has No Weaver by Ted Kapchuk, who is an acupuncturist um, and also a professor and changed my entire, you know, course of action. And I decided to enroll in the um, traditional Chinese medicine program out in San Diego uh, at Pacific College of Oriental Medicine. And that was that. I became an acupuncturist four years later, and I never looked back. Amazing. Amazing. We've been talking with so many practitioners who started in a more conventional route and decided to switch over and and do more for healing. So we love that. So when you were working with clients, you're seeing clients in person in New York. Is that right? Yes, I am. Okay, so when a woman walks in your office or a man walks in your office, I'd love to know what is something that you hear that just drives you crazy when it comes to autoimmunity and the conventional medical community? That they've gone to, you know, on average five different doctors over a six-year period and have yet diagnosis or treatment plan. Yes, yes. What, what is the statistic on that? Like it takes eight years for someone to be properly diagnosed? Yeah, I think it's on average. I think it's like seven to eight years. That is a long period of time for everyone out there who's wondering what's going on with their body to be continuing to wonder. Yes, it's a, it's a ridiculously long period of time, and people are suffering in the meantime. And then the treatment plan from the Western perspective is absolutely nothing. You know, here's some immunosuppressants or steroids and be on your way versus, you know, there's so much you can do from a lifestyle and nutritional perspective. And, of course, you know, traditional Chinese medicine has, has wonderful offerings. To me, it's a no-brainer if people wind up in my office because they're just not getting the care that they need, and nor is the care, if they are getting it, helping them any. 
Right, exactly. And so I'm curious, do you find that you can combine uh, Western and Eastern medicine and maybe they can continue on whatever their doctor prescribed, but you're also addressing their issues in another way? Or do you feel it's important to get them off of the immunosuppressants, et cetera, right away? No, I definitely work with what they're on, especially if it's working for them. Um, I think that might be too much of a shock to their system. You know, I'm definitely an integrative practitioner. I'm not an all or nothing. Uh, I, you know, I mean, food is medicine, so that is my first approach, you know, and then maybe Chinese herbs and supplements and acupuncture. But, you know, it's kind of case by case. But most cases, yes, they stay on their meds until maybe we see enough improvement that they have the confidence to go off. Right. And that's a beautiful thing about holistic health is that often almost 100% of the time can go hand in hand with what a medical doctor is advising. And so it's not an either or situation. That's fabulous. Yes. Can you speak a little to um, the statistic? I mentioned earlier that 75% of people who have an autoimmune disease are women. Why do you think women are so much more likely to develop autoimmune conditions than men? I think there's several reasons. Um, You know, the environmental toxins. I mean, from a Western perspective, we've introduced over 100,000 chemicals into our environment since the 80s. And during that time, the incidence of autoimmunity has quadrupled, I believe, and affecting, like you said, women 75% more than men. And, you know, so I think the environmental toxins in Bath & Beauty products, you know, you look at the average woman is exposed to 500 chemicals. She leaves the house in the morning. Um, I also think a woman's hormonal profile shifts a lot more than a man's, and so we're more impacted by, you know, the environmental toxins. Uh, and lastly, which I get into a lot in my book, Body Belief, is that I think women are just inherently a lot harder on themselves. And so Chinese medicine, we, we always look at just not the physical manifestation of disease, but the emotional. And so if autoimmunity is when the body is attacking itself on a cellular level, I raise the question of where are you attacking yourself on an emotional level? And what I see in the clinic is women put a big burden on themselves to do it all, be perfect at it all, and to look good while doing all of it and be perfect at doing all of it. And they don't give themselves much room for error. And I think that emotional hostility really creates and lends itself to an insane level of inflammation in the body, which also can trigger autoimmunity. Yes, that reminds me of something I saw on actually on Facebook yesterday. It was a, a little graphic, you know, but it said hypervigilant mind equals hypervigilant immune system. And I thought, oh, would you agree with that? It's so true. Yeah, we are. Absolutely like true. And, and then there is research to support it, too. You know, there, there's interesting research. I believe uh, the biology of belief gets into it as well, that book. But just that, um, you know, the, the stressful, not-so-positive thoughts create, you know, lots of cortisol and, you know, norepinephrine in the body, and those hormones will create, you know, systemic inflammation, but also cause cellular degeneration or cellular death, whereas the positive, more supportive, more loving, more kind thoughts release things like serotonin and oxytocin and cells thrive in that condition, you know, that condition. So I think it's quite fascinating. And, you know, when we're in this, our everyday life, you know, I, one of the questions I really dig deep with my clients and my readers is, 
what is the story you're telling yourself and what are the beliefs that you have about your body and about your health and about your healing process. And if you're not cheering yourself on every day, you're, you're not supporting your healing process. That's so huge. That's really huge. I want to ask you, you know, we're talking about autoimmunity today as a whole and, and your book, Body Belief, uh, does the same thing. We're addressing autoimmunity as one singular topic, but there are so many different autoimmune diseases. Yeah. So for our listeners, right, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, celiac, lupus, scleroderma, Hashimoto's, I'm curious which illnesses, if you could choose any, I don't know if you can, which illnesses have you found to be most receptive to the solutions that you provide in your book, Body Belief? Well, I feel like all of them are, to be honest. I think what I see the most is, you know, Hashimoto's for certain, um, celiac, endometriosis, which I think is an often, you know, understated and maybe overlooked autoimmune condition. I see that all the time playing a huge role in women's health in particular. Um, I see a lot of rheumatoid and psoriatic arthritis as well. So I feel like those are the cases I see the most and I do see success with them. Absolutely. Amazing. But the the big point here is that no matter which conditions you're suffering or which combination of autoimmune diseases somebody may yes. be suffering from, you are addressing the root cause of all of them. Absolutely. And, and that is it because, you know, I mean, isn't there another stat that says, you know, you don't usually just have one autoimmune condition. You most likely have three. Mm. And so it's really just about, you know, and you can't, I mean, at least from my research and my my beliefs is that you can't cure autoimmunity, but you can definitely heal. And it's fine-tuning the balance of, you know, the immune system in your body. And to understand your immune system isn't working abnormally. It's working great. It's kind of more a case of cellular misidentification. So there's, you know, it's not about pressing the immune system. It's about regulating the immune system and its communication with the cells. I liked how you said that. It's not about heal, uh, curing, but rather healing the body, or would you say putting the disease into remission? Yes, definitely. Putting the disease into remission, uh, feeling better more than you don't, right? You know, I think, I think that's the other thing, too, to touch upon is that, you know, health isn't about perfection. Health is about balance and homeostasis, right? So that's what we're really trying to restore is, you know, like a 70-30 or an 80-20 or, you know, even a 90-10. But there were, we're all going to have not so wonderful days, you know, emotionally or physically or nutritionally, and that's okay. You know, so to learn to be easy on yourself within that, but to also learn that, you know, healing doesn't mean perfection. You know, it means more understanding and compassion with your body and how it functions and also understanding that how you treat it determines how it functions. Very specific question for you, Amy. And we're going to go to break in a couple minutes. We can certainly come back and talk more about this, but I want to talk about diet. Um, And I guess what I really want to know is, are you on board with the paleo autoimmune protocol diet? Absolutely. Um, Body belief, the diet in there is an elimination diet, which I, you know, from my professional perspective is, is the only way you can really determine what foods are aggravating your system or not. Um, As you guys have probably seen in clinical practice too, some people don't do well with, you know, nightshades and some people do, and some people can't, you know, do beans and some can. So I do an elimination diet with all my clients rather than any food allergy testing. Mm -hmm. And 
most of the diet is autoimmune, paleo with some gap mixed in, if you will. So um, I do think that bone broth and, you know, more bone broth than not for a period of time as well, it's really healing to the gut and can, you know, help really calm inflammation and regulate the immune system. And then you slowly reintroduce different food groups and note your reactions and then, you know, see, see what's going to work for you over the longer term. Mm, I see. So for any of our listeners who are not familiar with the sort of standard AIP diet, maybe you could just give a, a real brief overview of the top things that are eliminated in that diet. Well, you know, basically you're eating lots of protein, veggies, and fat. Um, so the things that are eliminated that people would so commonly, if they were eating quote-unquote healthy, be eating are things like nuts, beans, nightshade vegetables, um, cacao or chocolate, understanding that that's a bean, right? Coffee, alcohol, um, grains and pseudo grains. So, you know, you really get down to the bare minimum when you do an AIP style diet. And then, you know, I think after a period of time, say a couple months, you can try and reintroduce one food group at a time. But what I notice, you know, with people that are already doing paleo, they're still doing a lot of pseudo grains, and that's things like almond flour or, you know, um, rice flour, and they're still doing brown rice and quinoa, and they're still doing lots of nuts and seeds and beans. So I really try to eliminate all of those things and get down to the bare bones and then slowly reintroduce. But then, of course, we're reintroducing like sprouted grains and sprouted nuts and soybeans, nothing that's raw or I guess you could say unsprouted or soaked because those are very hard to digest. I see. Okay, great. That gives everybody an overview of um, the, the food plan that might be involved in putting autoimmune diseases into remission. And we are going to head into a little break. But when we get back, I know that you have so much more to share, not just about how food can help, but how non-food techniques can help somebody heal their body. So when we come back from our break, we'll be talking with Amy about non-food ways to heal the body from autoimmune conditions. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a second. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighouse, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Have you figured out what to attract in your life in order to make it successful? There are those who can and those who can learn. Your intensified energy gives you willpower to move the bar forward and be happy. Happy people spread their energy throughout their lives, and once they figure it out, go on to be successful at nearly everything they set their mind to. Join host Ellen Morano and her panel of guest experts and co-hosts on Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health and Wellness. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutian, and Michelle Fennighouse with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio. I'm Lisa Lutan, and we've been talking about healing autoimmunity with women's health and wellness expert, Amy Rao. Amy, we're going to jump into some non-food techniques, but I did have a couple of questions about the elimination sure. diet started with Michelle. So do you ever find that your patients just doing the elimination diet alone can heal from that? Has that ever been the case where they go, wow, I feel better than ever. I feel great. Or is that just kind of um, a clue? I think a little of both. So how would I answer that? Yes and no. I mean, it's a mix and everybody's so different, you know, so it's hard to uh, very generically answer it. I do think, though, that diet alone isn't the whole piece. So, you know... Because I'll often get the patients who have been to all the other practitioners and they've been doing the autoimmune paleo and they've seen like the functional medicine doctors and the naturopathics and no one's addressed the emotional piece and they're still not feeling better. So to me, if they're like, I've done the diet, I'm doing the supplements, I'm taking glutathione or whatever it is, you know, and I've I've had all the blood work done and, uh, you know, and I'm still not feeling better, then to me it's, okay, we really have to unpack the emotional piece. And I've seen that enough that that was a huge driving force for me writing Body Belief, that I wanted to say to everyone, okay, it's not just diet people. You know, the, the emotional piece is tremendous, and we have to look at it. So when we hear about addressing emotional pieces, many people think about talk therapy, but there's clearly so many ways to address it through the body. Can you explain a little bit about how you would go about that? So what I what I do with clients, and, and I have it outlined in the book as well, is I have a technique. It's called the Art of Shifting Your Beliefs, and it's an acronym, A-R-T. So A is for acknowledge, R is for reform, and T is for transform. And so we begin the work of acknowledging our beliefs and what it is we're saying to ourselves in the privacy of our own mind on a daily basis. You know, the, the research shows that we have about 50,000 thoughts a day. 90% of them are the same. So we are basically saying the same thing to ourselves all day long, all the time. And so what I teach is, it's, it's similar to cognitive behavioral therapy, which I didn't realize my editor was is an MSW, and she said, oh, you know, this tool is very similar to CBT. And I thought, oh, that's funny. Um, but that, you know, we just begin to hear the conversation. So, you know, in Body Belief, there's three pillars. There's reconnect, renew, and reawaken. And the, the reconnecting, I put that as the first pillar because I think it's the most important. So in the reconnection is when we begin to hear the conversation, to witness it, to begin to, you know, write down, acknowledge, um, understand the beliefs that we have every day. And I give common examples. 
in the book, you know, things like it's my genetics or there's no hope. Why bother? Or nobody feels that good. So why should I, you know, think that I can feel better? Um, or I feel bad feeling good. I think those are the really common beliefs that most everybody has. And so we just begin to hear what you're saying to yourself regularly, and then you almost start to talk back to yourself in a more loving and compassionate way. You know, so you first have to acknowledge, and and I think it's important to write those all out and and really, you know, witness them every time you hear them and to not suppress or deny those beliefs, but to say, oh, okay, I'm having that thought again. How can I say it better to myself, right? So how can I begin to shift that conversation that I'm having with myself, because our beliefs dictate our behavior, which dictates our health so the, and, and our life, really. You know, so, so the bottom line is we really need to begin to understand the beliefs that we're functioning from. And some of them are deeply ingrained, right? They were told to us from the moment we were brought into the world. And, and then some happened through life and there was traumas and setbacks or whatever. And, we, you know, we got set in these new belief systems. And so it's really about unpacking those belief systems. I think even understanding where they came from, healing that trauma or incident or whatever that was, and, you know, just beginning to, to shower more love and understanding and compassion upon yourself and upon your process and your path. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. What are some other non-food related tips that we can all use to heal from autoimmune disease? So, you know, I, I obviously think meditation is powerful as heck and really will calm the nervous system and help regulate the immune system. I think some light to moderate regular exercise is another wonderful thing. Uh, sleep is crucial. Uh, nobody will heal without adequate sleep. So seven to eight hours a night, getting to bed before 11 p.m. Um, it, you know, obviously... I should say obviously, but also understanding that, you know, food is medicine, but not just what we eat, but how we eat and, and the presence of mind we have when we are eating. Are we, are we, you know, expressing gratitude or appreciation for our food and how it nourishes our body? You know, and understanding that it's, you know, it's this real presence in life that I, I believe helps us heal and move the ball forward. And, so we are so good at disconnecting on so many levels. So it's really about, you know, like like screen time and turning things off, you know, 20 to 30 minutes before bed and having that downtime, getting in touch with nature, right? Getting outside, putting your feet in the grass, you know, going to the ocean, like being a part of nature. Even if you just have plants in the house, I think that's a really good first step, right? But you know, getting away from all the modernizations of our world and all the pressures of our world. And really, you know, it's, it's different for each individual. Some people have to, like, take Facebook off their phone or Instagram because they're just constantly comparing themselves to people and they feel crappy about where they're at, right? And so that could be it. And other people are just not getting outside enough or not sleeping well enough. You know, when I, when I start working with people, even people that are eating, quote, unquote, healthy or even AIP, you know, they're not eating enough. They're not eating enough carbohydrates, right? They're, they're like, they're missing the, you know, some some major points or they're eating their last meal at like 1030 at night and getting to bed at midnight and up at six. Like, okay, that your body's not going to heal. I don't care how AIP you are, right? So, you know, there's, there's so many other factors that have to come into play and be looked at. 
Wow, Amy, thank you so much. Uh, so many great tips, and we have loved having you on the show today. Can you tell our listeners where they can learn more about you and all your wisdom and your book? Sure. Just head over to amyraup.com, and, and, and everything is there. My books are there, and my books are available pretty much anywhere books are sold. And you can follow me on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram. I will be off all digital devices, hopefully, for the next four days. So don't look for anything from me over the next four days. But come Monday, I'll be back. And yeah, I appreciate you guys so much. And thank you for your patience with me while doing this interview from the car. Wow. Well, we hope you have a fabulous vacation. Thank you. We will. We're excited. Great. Take care. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks for your work, too. Hey, Amy. Hi, Amy. So, you guys, what are your thoughts on all this stuff? We, we hear similar things across the board again and again, don't we, about nutrition and sleep and meditation and nature. You know, we're hearing these same things for just about every ailment, aren't we? I'm sensing a pattern, Lisa. <laughs> yeah. No big surprises here, is there? You know, it's the same thing no matter what we talk about. So autoimmune or otherwise, all those tips about nature and getting enough sleep. But you know what really stuck out to me from Amy's interview? What? She said... Uh, her clients, I guess, sometimes something she hears often from them is, well, everybody feels a little bad. Right. right. How, how many people, A, believe that, uh, B, think that they just feel a little bad and that it's normal and it sh- pretty much should be that way and everyone has that. I feel compelled to announce that that is not true. Some of us do not feel bad. I don't feel bad. I feel great in my body. I feel great. <laughs> it can happen. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I also agree that there is a theme running in every show whenever we have any expert on, no matter who it is, um, that it's not just your food. It's a combination food, lifestyle, emotions, connection to whatever it is. But I think that a lot of people... And this is what I've seen in the health and wellness communities. A lot of people, because they are still in that mentality of what Michelle said in the beginning, a pill for an ill, they're in that mentality of a pill for an ill. They go, okay, an omega-3 for this, or right, I need this for that. So I think that we need to really get connected to the whole, the everything, right? It's not just... I'm going to eat cruciferous vegetables or <laughs> I'm going to take out my glutens or whatever, right? It's not just about that. It's much bigger than that. It's a whole mind, body, emotional lifestyle. I mean, she said shifting beliefs is huge, right? So I remember reading a long time ago, uh, the biology of belief, which she talked about um, from Bruce Lipton. And I was like, oh, my God, it makes perfect sense. You could be eating the best food in the world. But if your thoughts are thinking and running on a, you know, I'm not going to heal or I'm terrible or my digestion sucks or whatever, then your body's going to override that. You're right. And you're not going to be able to digest. You're not going to be able to heal. And then also she said the emotional piece is tremendous. It is tremendous. You know, so you could be eating the best food in the world, whether it's AIP, autoimmune, what, whatever. But again, if those thoughts are there of whatever it is, the belief system that is ingrained, then what's going to win? That's so true. You guys ever hear of Byron Katie? 
Of course. Yes. Of course. I love her as a guest. <laughs> I mean, of all the different ways out there, therapies and, and different techniques for changing thoughts, I have to say that Byron Katie has had the greatest impact on my life. So if anyone out there is thinking, well, how on earth do I stop that chatter or stop those negative thought patterns? I highly recommend looking her up. Yeah, there's a lot of great healers out there. I mean, Louise Hay, and, you know, there's so many great authors. I'm reading a book right now, The Body Keeps the Score. Yes, I love that book. Great book. And just, you know, it's so fascinating about how trauma is in our body. It's not just in our mind. And I love this whole body integrative approach to healing, you know, the inside out, the outside in. And so I want to say to people out there who are struggling, you know, what was that stat you said? It takes seven to eight years to get a proper diagnosis. If you're in that period, don't give up because I do believe there is a diagnosis out there and there are many things that you could do to feel better. And I know that when I was like in my worst case, I wish somebody had said that to me. Or you know what else you can do? You don't even need the quote diagnosis, because as we've been finding and proving again and again, it's the same things that heal the body, like Andrea was saying, and shift you back online, regardless of what you're suffering from. So even if you aren't sure if you have Hashimoto's or not, or whatever, get that full night's sleep, get out in nature, uh, change the food that you're eating, even Slightly. You don't have to go all AIP like we were talking about today. And you will feel the change. And in that way, we kind of cut the medical community right out of the picture. We can feel better by ourselves for ourselves. Without waiting for the diagnosis, without right. waiting seven years or eight mm-hmm. years or 20 years, mm-hmm. or however long, right? Yeah, great advice, you guys. So thank you all for listening to us at Healthy View Radio. Check us yeah. out at healthyviewradio.com where you can watch us live every week. Or you can go on over to iTunes and listen to the podcast. We would really appreciate it if you would leave us a review at healthyviewradio.com slash review. And Casagio, whoever you are, left us this lovely review, meaty content, wonderful chemistry amongst the three hosts, and I always take away great pearls of wisdom. So check us out next week here on Healthy View Radio and in between. Have a great week. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Healthy View Radio. Please join Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus again for another fun and insightful edition of our show. We're live again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you soon.